Welcome back to another episode, another Sunday afternoon. This is episode 26, Soul Ties, Side Effects to Bad Energy. And always, as we go through the chronicles of life and everyday struggle, excuse me, and as we value the two ideas of self and togetherness, this is G-Spot's Chronicles you are listening to. So, we're about to get into some things on this episode, and I want to talk to you about soul ties. Now, the reason... I want to talk about soul ties because I don't think people understand that soul ties are very, it's a real thing. Like, I think people think, know it's a real thing, but they don't take it as serious as it is supposed to be. And I was just having a conversation with my friends and we're talking about how, like, the Bible basically relates to everything that we go through in life and if we believe it or not soul ties actually comes from the bible so which is very interesting and also as I was looking up you know and doing the research I was like huh interesting like we actually like when we're listening to this shit like this is what is going on like and I'm reading it and I'm and I'm getting more knowledge on the situation of soul ties and things like that and it's like this was written before our time. Like, we are living what was, like, written in stone before we were born, before our grandparents were born, even before our ancestors were born. Like, this was written for us. So, I really want to put focus on soul ties and how they can just, you know, bring off bad energy if not done well. So, let's start off with this. What is a soul tie? So, a soul tie is an emotional bond that forms an attachment. It may be godly or it can be ungodly going towards demonic soul ties. <laughs> and so it's when two souls tie together in a spiritual realm. Like I said, it's emotional, but it also can be physical as well. And we all know when I say physical, we're talking about sex like soul ties can come from sex and I will get to that in a moment and soul ties are not always you know linked to between individuals like people assume that soul ties are from a person to a person but people can recreate soul ties with animals or objects or people they don't even or other people that don't know them they exist like celebrities so all these things can create a soul tie because it involves your emotions or involves your physical self and this can weigh on the soul very very much and you just get intertwined with an object a thing or individual so like i said before soul ties do come from the bible so i think the main message the bible was saying was when you trade in the things that god created for us and you put that above him, that's what makes it ungodly. And that's what makes him feel as if you're putting the the things of the world before him. So it's like you're being very very ungodly. It's very demonic. It's going back to that demonic future. You know, the devil wanted us to play with the things on this earth. You know, God wants us to enjoy the things on this earth, but in... A good perspective way so that's how that relates to the bible and i think it was interesting i thought as i was researching soul ties it's, it's deeper than that it's deeper than a person 
being in love with someone else and they can't leave. It's deeper. We wonder why abusive and women continuing to get abused and they keep going back to their abuser. Like, like why are they doing this to themselves? Like, why can't they just walk away? Like, we always say, why can't the woman just walk away? Or the male, who, whoever is being abused, why can't they just get up and walk away? It's deeper than that. It's, it's a soul thing. It's emotional. It's a mental connection between the abuser and the person who's being abused. It's deeper than that. It's their soul. And once your soul is attached to someone, something, it's it's hard to shake off. It's it's hard to give up. And I just and when you really sit there and you're like, why won't they leave? It, it's it's deeper than that. It's bigger than what we imagine. We will always say, well, I would just leave. No, we can't say that because at the same time we're not in their shoes. We don't know what they're feeling, what they're going through, or what is playing a part in their life for them to feel it that way. So how are soul ties even formed? So you can form soul ties like again in sexual relationships, which people with people who are very temporary, we find it that when you start sleeping around with temporary people, you can get their energy and you're transferring that as a physical being to who you are. Therefore that's why we see people having, you know, in past relationships, find it like very hard to bond or be joined to anybody because their soul is fragmented. Because they, every time I feel as if you lay down with someone, they take a piece of who you are. That's how I see it. So if I'm laying down with an individual who's done this and that, who is just, you know, not probably not a good person, let's say. I'm laying down with them they take a part of me and you take a part of who they are and I feel that that energy transfer transfers into you and into them as well and you can transfer that to someone else so that's why it's hard for people like I, I guess to create a bond to create something long lasting with people because I feel that their soul is you know fragment it, it's damaged it's a lot of healing that needs to be done to break a soul tie even if you don't even realize it's there you can like I notice people act differently once something happens to them with another person they don't realize that they're taking their negative traits and placing it upon themselves so when you become emotionally attached to someone physically attached to someone you end up taking their negative traits with you and you tend to latch on to them and then you treat people the way they would treat others so it's like you have to be careful who you settle down with you have to be careful who you decide to give your all to because at the end of the day you are taking a risk knowing that energy does transfer to one another so you're taking a risk not only for yourself but people around you you may end up changing for the better or for the worse it's up to you that's why i say soul ties are good and soul ties are bad Another form of soul ties can also be a form of close relationships. That's with friends. That's with family members. Those can create soul ties as well. And friendships can go bad as well, too. We all seen it. You have that friend who, you know, treated you bad. You have trust issues now. And you're taking that into another relationship because you're still tied to what the other friend did to you. And it's like, you have to let it go. You have to move on. You have to let that attachment you have from your other friend not affect your new attachment that you have with your new friend.
So that's the gist of it. I feel as if soul ties do create. And it's up to us to understand how we can have a healthy soul tie without it triggering any negative. I mean, there's always going to be some bad. That, that's the part of growing. That's the part of, you know, forgiving with any relationships you have in your life, whether it's friendships, um, romantic relationships, whatever the case may be, forgiving, moving on, growing, and evolving. That's always the case. But you have to realize that there comes a point in time where you will get attached to an individual and you will have to learn how you get to separate that attachment and not treat them above everything else. That's unhealthy. That's an unhealthy soul tie. So how do you break a soul tie? Now, some would probably say you break a soul tie by just, you know, not talking to them, blocking them, doing what you got to do. But it, it's deeper than that. And I think one of the first steps you can take into breaking a soul tie is to take accountability. Understand your role into it. Understand that it's not your fault that you're attached to them. And just take accountability. That's all I have to say. Like, just own up to it. I played my role in this saga. It's over with. I accept what happened. I accept that I was soul tie. I accept that this individual did this to me. I accept it all because I played a role into it. I understand that if I would have done this, this would never happen. Take accountability. Take ownership. That's a part of growing as a person individually. That's a part about reflecting of who you are and what you're capable of doing. So another way to break a soul tie is to get rid of things that tie you to that individual or thing that help create the soul tie. Now... I never understood why people, you know, still cut pictures of, you know, their ex or, you know, they record themselves doing anything sexual, why they kept doing anything. <laughs> I can't even talk, but just like that's unhealthy. I feel as if, especially when you want to break a soul tie, you have to get rid of everything that reminds you of that person, that reminded you of that tie you have with them. It, it's a good. Um, accountability act it's a good reflection act it's a good saying okay this is what happened I accept the memories but it's time for me to let go it's time for me to move on and it's time for me to you know end what was once healthy but now it's gone completely bad so another way to end a soul tie is don't believe words now for me, this is hard because I'm a person of affirmation, a word of affirmation person. So I believe words more than anything instead of actions, which is really twisted in a way. But I believe um, words. I believe when someone says, oh, there's hope for us, then I'm going to believe that I'm going to hold them to it. I'm going to do everything I can to possibly to show that there is still hope for us. But if someone is moving away from you and they're not doing what they're supposed to do with their actions. Believe their actions before you believe their words. The words are there to twist you and to keep you in a place that you know you're not supposed to be in. Words are there to keep you comfortable. Words are there to keep you okay with whatever's going on. Trust their actions and turn away if you have to. Don't trust their words. Don't believe the words. <laughs> Another and lastly way to break a soul tie is... As always, to forgive the person that you resent with the soul tie. And even forgive yourself. 
You don't even have to forgive the person all the way. But if you can forgive yourself, that's big. Because we normally, we feel guilty and we want to blame ourselves for our part. And it's like, you can't blame yourself. We are all learning. We are all evolving. Yes, be down out one day. One day. I had a friend that said, I cry about this. I don't cry about a person. I cry about the situation. I cry about the situation for one day. And then after that, I'm moving on. And I understand that completely. That's something I think a lot of us don't know how to do, especially me. See, I'm going to sit there and dwell on this shit for like months. <laughs> but we're all different people. And that's something that we have to learn, something we have to do. Just forgive. It's hard. It takes a lot of our person. I forgive. I hope they forgive me. But you have to forgive. Because if you don't, then you're going to be stuck on the past. And the past is something that most of us don't want to be stuck on. The past is in the past. Let's move on and let's embrace the future because we never know what will happen in the future. Now, most of us don't know what an unhealthy soul tie is. <laughs> and each its own. Obviously, we don't know what an unhealthy soul tie is because we feel, feel like if it's love, it's love. And, you know, you're like, like I said, in love and shit. So we don't know what an unhealthy soul tie is. So um, an unhealthy soul tie, one for stars, will be you are in a physical, emotional, and spiritually abusive relationship, but you feel so attached to them that you refuse to cut off the connection and set boundaries. You feel so attached to them, let me repeat that, that you refuse to cut them off and set boundaries. Now, this is when you know you're in an unhealthy soul tie. You know it's bad, but you refuse to cut them off and you refuse to set boundaries. That's one way that you can say, okay, I'm kind of in an unhealthy situation with this person. Another outlook would be you have left the situation, but you think about the person all the time so you may have left this person years and you're still thinking about them that's unhealthy that means your soul was attached to that person deeply and it's something rooted something that's a process of healing growing developing that needs to take place free to shed that person away from you and it takes a lot because like i said soul ties and especially unhealthy soul ties they want to you know push that demonic factor Onto unhealthy soul ties. So it's deeper than mental, it's deeper than emotional, it's deeper than physical, it's spiritual. And that's tough. So another way to identify an unhealthy soul tie is when you are doing something, you feel as if the individual individual is with you. It's like when people um are with um another person. They feel as if that other person's with them or around them or watching them. And it's like you can't do shit because you feel as if that person's with you. That's an unhealthy way of, you know, so tight, which brings to the next one, which is when you have sex with someone else, you visualize the other person. Now, that's creepy. Or those situations where people are having sex with someone else and they call out someone else's name. Like, why are you calling out someone else's name? You can tell that someone's attached to someone else just by that. And the fifth reason, I think we did four. So the fifth reason would be, 
Like I said previously, you take on the negative traits of that person you have a soul tie with. Like I said about that energy change, it transfers, it switches. It happened to me once and I said never again. <laughs> you start acting different, you start becoming meaner or aggressive. Whatever that person traits, negative traits were, you start taking them, you start acting them out and people notice. Like It's noticeable. And number six is you defend a relationship even if it's destroying you. Now, people tend to say, but he's a good person or she's a good person, but it's destroying you. Don't defend it. Let it go. Let it go. You see them doing all these things. Just let it go. It, it's, it's no point. Like, at some point, it's, it's tiring. It's exhausting. And you have to realize that you have to choose yourself over them. You have to. Like, I want to choose myself over whoever it is. Like, I choose me. But that's what taught me about being alone. Is that I choose me before anyone else. Because if you know your worth and you know how, you know, the capability you possess, then it doesn't matter who leads or goes because you choose yourself. Screw them and choose you. And lastly, you will share moods to the person you have a soul tie with. So if that person's depressed, you'll be depressed. If that person's happy, you'll probably be happy. But you're basing how you feel based off of how they feel. And that's not how you should live life. That's not how you you know, should be able to walk this earth. We all want peace. We all want stability in our lives. But to get it, we have to find it within ourselves first. We have to heal within ourselves first. We can't ask an individual to be that peace we need. We have to figure it out ourselves. Like I said before, when two whole individuals can come together as one, that is the most beautiful thing ever. And they can share their past stories and what they've dealt with in the past and how they overcome with them. Instead of two broken individuals coming together and trying to fix each other. It, it sounds like a mess to me because it's not your job to fix someone. It's not. Who you're not, You weren't put on this earth to fix no one. You were put on this earth to fix yourself. To give, to love, to spread that joy. But you are not put on this earth to fix another human being. I don't care. And that's not my job either to fix someone else. And like it's no one else's job to fix me. It's my job. It's my priority. I'm my first love in which that should always be. So <laughs> these are like the seven unhealthy signs of a soul tie. And even soul ties, we even want to create this into sex demons. Now, sex demons is a whole nother game changer right now. So you have an incubus. And you have a succubus. I hope I'm saying that right. You have an incubus and you have a succubus. So an incubus is a male demon believed to have sexual intercourse with sleeping women. So a succubus is a female demon believed to have sexual intercourse with sleeping men. Now, believe it or not, some people say, especially in the King James Version, that they're both one and the same. They just change gender. So no one. So some people don't believe in a succubus. They believe mostly in the incubus. So basically they're saying that the incubus changes genders depending on who they're trying to attack. So if it's a male that night, they're going to change to a female. If it's a female that night, they're going to change to a male. So depending on who they're attacking, they change. Me personally, I think it's one of each. You have an incubus and you have a succubus. You have the male, you have the female. I think it's different ones. I don't think... I don't know. I don't think the spiritual world was on that, changing genders, 
you know, with, you know, spirits and stuff. I don't know. But it's interesting, though, because if it were one, if it's only one, they're changing genders, that, that's, that's pretty cool. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so, an incubus or succubus cannot create their own offspring. <sighs> So now we know incubus and succubus, you know, they come in the night, you know, they have the sexual relationships with you, but now we know they can create offspring. So, but they can steal seeds from humans, living or dead, and implant them in living women, which is crazy because you have the unhealthy soul type, you have the attachment, but then you have the incubus and the succubus who can form an unhealthy attachment inside the wound of a living woman. So you see how that both goes hand in hand. And the incubus and the succubus are ancient evils that go back decades. These legends relate to even phenomenons known as sleep paralysis and nightmares. Now, when I talk about sleep paralysis and nightmares, I asked one of my closest friends, I was like, do you believe in sex demons? She said, yes. Yeah. So I said, okay why you believe in them and stuff like that is and I was telling her how they say it relates to sleep paralysis and nightmares and she said she had sleep paralysis before she couldn't move or nothing like that and she said it was scary it was frightening and she couldn't do nothing about it so my thing is can sleep paralysis be tied into incubus and succubus is there something actually sitting upon our chest holding us down having its way with us I never had sleep paralysis before so I don't know how that would feel and Charlie I'm scared I'll be so scared if I had it but to think that there's something spiritually out there that can attack us and we cannot see and we're unaware of it is crazy to me so the idea is when an incubus, when we have bad dreams, it's because of an incubus. And they haunt us. Which brings the idea of unhealthy attachments. You can say unhealthy soul ties haunts us as well. They make us believe that there's something, it's like that connection's there. That deep-rooted spiritual aspect between two individuals are there, but it's unhealthy. It needs to be cleansed. It needs to be healing. There needs to be something more. And as I was reading and as I was gaining knowledge about the incubus and the succubus, it was like these demons are just get fixated on particular victims. Some women can even die from exhaustion after being visited by the same incubus demon. In some traditions, an incubus demon will put its victims in a trance so they are unable to move or call out for help. And that definitely sounds like sleep paralysis to me. So it's all interesting. And I think it all goes hand in hand with soul ties, with sex demons and incubus and succubus. They all go hand in hand. It's this big factor that we don't look at. We don't really understand and we don't, you know, educate ourselves on um, we have to realize that we are enough, that if we understand who we are and we love ourselves to the fullest, I don't think unhealthy soul ties would exist. 
I think people will learn to just let go when it's necessary to let go. I think people will finally realize that there is more to light than just one person, than just one thing, just one aspect. And someone told me recently I need to take my own advice. And I'm going to take my own advice because it is something that needs to be, you know, taken into consideration. Like, enough is enough. We need to be more healthy individuals with people and other human beings and these connections that we form. But ultimately, breaking a soul tie is hard. It's a hard thing to do, and it's a sacrifice beyond who you are. Especially if you really love that individual and you care about them, it's hard to walk away. It's hard to let go. And that's why I think it's important. So I want everyone to listen to the segment of T.D. Jakes talking about soul ties and talking about how hard it is. Here he goes. The authority to put her out. Somebody else can come along and pay you what you ought to do, but when it all boils down, you're the one that has to do it. Because when you do it, it becomes the sacrifice of praise since you are the one born to it. Since you are the one that's been with it, since you're the one that slept with it, since you're the one that birthed it, you're the one that's got to offer it up. Mama can't do it, daddy can't do it, wife can't do it, husband can't do it, preacher can't do it, prayer line can't do it. You, as an act of your conscious will, have to make a decision. This is the sacrifice a praise and you cannot do it without blood you cannot do it until it hurts it doesn't mean anything until it draws a tear to your face it doesn't mean anything until you limp away from it and you say I'll never be the same again but I've got to do it it doesn't mean anything until it hurts it doesn't mean anything until you be the one to take control of your life and break the soul tie. doesn't matter how much you tell other people and other people tell you that you need to do this and that until you do it, until you make that ultimate sacrifice, until you do what you have to do, it will never be an advantage for you. No one can do it for you, like he said. And until it hurts, until you're crying at night because of it, because you're letting it go and because... It's, it's leaving you and it's drying out for me. And I realized that the moment I let go of situation is when I'm not crying over that person anymore. I'm crying over what I went through, what, what happened, what I could have done. It's not about the person anymore. It's more about me because you're shedding yourself away from that individual. You're shedding yourself away from that thing. Let it go. Become better. Do better with yourself. Break it. Because I'm telling you, when you walk away from something that you love to the most core of your heart, it teaches you some things that you never learned about yourself before. I think that's the most vulnerable and I think that's the most sweetest spot of an individual, of a person. That just creates character within itself. So learn to break unhealthy soul ties and learn to create healthy soul ties. Learn to love yourself and learn to just define out who you are. 
So this is Juice Box Chronicles, the podcast. As always, if you want to follow me and know the chronicles of my personal life, you can follow me on Twitter at Desiree Vet, Instagram at underscore. And if you want to know more content of the podcast chronicles, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Juice Box Chronicles. It was a pleasure listening to today's episode and discussing you guys with you. I'm Desiree Woods, and we are out.